Bushwalking takes you into the most beautiful places of your landscape, so there's its immediate reward. It has physical challenges and rewards too because I think it's one of the fitness activities you can maintain well into your 80s and I have no hesitation in saying that because I have walked with so many fit 80-year-olds who just keep on going and going. So if you're going to embark on an exercise career that you want to keep going long into life, then bushwalking is the way to go. What it does build up is resilience and physical resilience, which means you're ready for challenges absolutely anywhere and and that's one of my pitches when I, when I have a walking group. I tell them, look, once you finish this trail, the world is your oyster. Welcome to episode 136 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help teach you how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Our world is filled with spectacular scenery, some virtually in our backyard, relatively easy to access and yet still remains unknown by many people. The Friends of the Heisen Trail is a volunteer organisation working to raise public awareness of the incredible bushwalking opportunities in South Australia, with specific focus on the Heisen Trail. Simon Cameron is a bushwalking enthusiast, volunteer walk leader with the Friends of the Heisen Trail and author of the recently released book Heisen Highlights, a companion guide to the Heisen Trail. Simon's book touches on the history, Indigenous culture, scenery, geological features and importance of the trail. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Simon shares stories from the Heisen Trail, lessons he's learned and connections he's made through bushwalking. Simon also describes the personal development and life skills you can build by getting active outdoors. This is Simon's version of Be The Drop. Considering starting your own podcast? At Narrative Marketing, we deliver a full range of podcast production options. Or if you'd like help getting started to produce your own content, I also deliver podcast training programs. Hit the link in the show notes for more. Simon Cameron here, talking about Heisen Highlights, sitting in this beautiful studio, which is facing east across the hills. Thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you for inviting me. And you've got your item of significance. That's going to get us started before we jump right into the Heisen Highlights. And you've pulled something out and I've got no idea what it is. So if you could explain what it is and give us a little bit of background about yourself. It fits into your pocket, this particular one, and it just shows you how versatile these are. It is a portable flying disc like a frisbee. <laughs> it's representative of a lifetime of frisbees that I've owned since I was a teenager. And if someone in my family was to define me, what is an item that defines Simon Cameron? They would definitely say a frisbee. Wow. So this, this means you've got one with you at all times. Anytime I go away holidaying, not all times, but holidaying, particularly if there's a beach involved. And I've learnt lots of things and met lots of people over the years with frisbees. And it's often how I, how I judge a friend is I throw a frisbee at them and if they throw it back to me, I know they're friendly. <laughs> 
Now, you've also got another item of significance there with you, and that's the Heisen Highlights. Yes, it's a labour of love for the Heisen Trail and the Friends of Heisen Trail who look after and manage Adelaide's wonderful trail. And a companion guide was a two-year project for me after 20 years of thinking about it. It's a journey of discovery on the Heisen Trail, and that's the surprise that most people get when they start the Heisen Trail. They think of it as a walking trail, but they soon discover it's a way into, into the story of South Australia. And every time I walk the trail, I discover something else, something new because you'd be walking with other people. They were soaring, seeing it with different eyes, different skills, different knowledge base. So I shared a lot of stories with people, and that's a process which is still going on. Mm. The Heisen Trail in itself is something potentially I don't think everybody really understands. Can you give us a little bit of a an overview of the Heisen Trail? trail a lot of south australians know it's there but they don't know what it is but it's an amazing concept of walking the scenic spine of south australia from cape jarvis up to parachilna gorge initially though in fact they were hoping to get right up into the, the far north around arcarula but the the idea germinated from warren benithan who was a passionate bushwalker and then he discovered the beauty of the flinders through sir hans heisen's paintings so there's the genesis of it. Yes. So, and the book is not just, you know, it's not just a walking guide of, you know, what to expect on the Heisen Trail. There's many layers included. Yes. The diversity of the trail is one of the unique things about the Heisen Trail throughout Australia. I love the Heisen Trail because it takes you from the Southern Ocean up through glacial valleys and, and cereal heartlands right up to the beautiful geology of, of the northern flinders so settlement tales stories everywhere the hardest part was keeping it short and sharp and it's the old saying and if you have more time you'd make it shorter for you is there any particular story that really stands out or something that you know was a new level of information that you learnt throughout creating this book i had lots of surprises and having walking the trail again uh, going over horrocks pass which i must have walked over four or five times over the years I discovered at the top of the pass this a memorial to John Horrocks, who was the first colonial pastoralist, the first settler to find the route through to the Flinders, which takes you out to the plain towards Port Pirie and Port Augusta. This beautiful stone memorial on it, a bronze plaque, which exclaims the marvellous achievements of John Horrocks and his men, led by an Aboriginal guide in 1845 or so. And then when I came back up two, three years ago, and it's been replaced by a steel plaque. And, and on that steel plaque now, it proclaims John Horrocks, explorer and his men, led by an Aboriginal guide, Jimmy Morehouse. The nameless Aboriginal guide has suddenly appeared. And that was a reflection on just how our, our colonial history now, and our view of our history is starting to change. Because on reflection, you, you think, how did John Horrocks find the past? It was undoubtedly Jimmy Morehouse who took him up there. So it wasn't John Horrocks' discovery. And, and in truth, the memorial should be to Jimmy rather than to John. The change of memorials, the change of times. Mm. So there's a whole nother layer there, the Indigenous history that you've been exposed to as well. The Heisen Trail encompasses five different language groups, Indigenous language, language groups, and their story is, has been largely unknown to me until um, looking at this seriously. And the stories of resistance, the stories of retaliation and are only just being told and will in, involves far more work, so... I envisage further editions of this book, which will have more indigenous culture and history included in them. So that's 
been uh, well, it's not another journey of discovery for me, and it will keep me walking the trail for quite a bit longer, I think. Mm, and I, I think it is so important because, you know, as a South Australian, I was born here in South Australia. I don't know a lot of our Indigenous history, and that's something that's a real shame to me. I really do want to know and appreciate you know, and celebrate that part of my history. It hasn't been presented very well up to now. We've, I've made contact now with um, and two of the language groups and intend to do a cultural walkthrough with one of them sometime soon. So that's the Nukunu group whose country runs from Crystal Brook right up through to Quorn. So that's a beautiful part of the Southern Flinders, in fact, the start of the Flinders Ranges. So that will be a very interesting journey of discovery. It is incredible. I love how you talk, tell that. It's inspiring. Mm. And, I mean, what a feat because it does, as you say, it's it, you know, it's a it's a long distance, but it goes through so many different. Some of it's national parks, some of it's privately owned. There's a whole mix, and to make that one trail get all those people, you know, coordinated and on board, that's that's a huge achievement. And it was a, a 15 year achievement to actually get it done. It was finished in in the early 1990s, but it's living and growing because so many people have fallen in love with it, and I hope it just um, it will keep on growing forever it's a living trail and it's lovely to see it living and changing and and the layers getting thicker and thicker that's why i think there'll be multiple editions of this book you know even if i don't write them they'll the stories will keep coming Mm, well and you know what a fabulous you know trail to have in your backyard i um first started walking the heisen trail as a child i don't know i think i was probably about seven and now i'm taking my children on walks on the heisen trail so it's you know it is that it's a lovely memory for me as well and i like how you say it's a living trail and everybody's stories bring this together and give it new life you know and so i think it's really important that we have books like this and we have people that are trying to bring those stories together and tell them mm, absolutely and the the heisen element of it he painted the, the some of the very first scenes of the flinders rangers so he brought the arid landscape into the australian imagination in his first exhibition in sydney and he showed pictures of the the northern flinders rangers and the critics and at that time were enthusing about his wonderful exotic images with such resounding Arabic names like Brachna and Wilpina. So for them, it was an exotic landscape pitched in from their visions of North Africa. And what Hans Heysen then succeeded in his subsequent exhibition, exhibitions in doing is he made that the Australian landscape. So there wouldn't be an Australian alive now who couldn't see those pictures and think arid Australia. But calling it the Heysen Trail, even though and it really is the Mount Lofty and Flinders Ranges Trail. Calling it the Heisen Trail is a lovely tribute and probably his most valuable memorial in Australia. Mm, mm. And it is, and what a lovely one. And as you say, the, the images that he painted bring life to so much of that area and do add intrigue. You know, it does, people want to come and see it. I love that idea of pinpointing out where he would have sat to paint this particular picture. Yeah, I think it's been done a little bit around Aruna where he's, he used to stay at the hut there at Aruna. So for you then, what's the most challenging walking part of the track? Um, that's easy. That's the part that I maintain. It's around Buckaringa Gorge. It's wild, inaccessible, and you can only walk in there. It doesn't matter how much forward driving you do, you have to just walk there. So if we wanted to do anything there, we've got to carry it in. So that's challenging. Um, you don't see anybody there. Uh, I, 
that section runs from Quorn through to Wallachra Creek up to Hawker. Beautiful area. And then you climb up to the top of Mount Arden, which gives you the best view, in my opinion, on the Heisen Trail. 360 degrees makes you feel like you're standing on, on top of the Atlas Mountains in Morocco. You can see Wilpina in the distance. You can see Lake Torrens to the west. And you can walk look for, for along the Wallachra Plain for as far as you can see. And then you can turn around and look south and you can follow your footprints on the horizon by seeing the, the peaks of Dutchman Stern, Mount Brown. So... The climb up to Mount Arden is one of those lovely challenges on the Heisen Trail, but I just love doing it. Mm, it's worth it once you get to the top. Mm. So then you touched on something important as well, the maintenance of this trail. So it's 1,200 kilometres long. Mm. How does it get maintained? A team of volunteers and we divide it up into about 18, 19 sections and a section leader takes responsibility for organizing maintenance working bees and we go in maintenance involves trying to keep the track clear for our vegetation keep the, the posts and sign marking now it's a marked trail it's not a made trail there are made trail sections of course like the bits around deep creek and but most of it is actually a marked trail the department for environment and water who are the owners of the trail provide us with materials and we provide and then we buy our uh, a lot of our own materials and that's how the friends work where we try to be self-funded but we work strongly in partnership with the department who own all the national parks and then we work with the landholders to do things so it's always changing and only takes a bushfire a rockfall and safety issue erosion floods logging of course affects the forest sections and and this is part of the uh, magnificent diversity of this trail there are so many different things that affect it but the um, volunteers actively work through April through to October. There's always someone working on the trail somewhere along the sections of it. So you can actually, you get to, in fact, part of the story of the trail is you can actually tell, I know who's worked on this trail. When you go down past my Pongo, they're all painted green. All the, all the posts, everything's painted green. That's because the German bushwalking club who've been looking after that section for 10 12 15 years believe everything should be painted green so <laughs> you can always tell where they work <laughs> i love it and i love that there is so many different people contributing and different aspects that go into that so what is it that you think is so valuable for people experiencing bushwalking and participating in you know something like hiking the heisen trail like why why is that a valuable thing to do bushwalking takes you into the most beautiful places of your landscape so that there's its immediate reward it has physical challenges and rewards too because i think it's the one of the fit the fitness activities you can maintain well into your 80s and, and i have no hesitation in saying that because i have walked with so many fit 80 year olds who just keep on going and going so if you're going to embark on an exercise career that you want to keep going and long long into life then bushwalking is the way to go now, why walking? Why bushwalking? Because um, a lot of South Australia and a lot of the best parts of South Australia are actually beyond trails. So once you finish walking something like the Heisen Trail, you have the skills to walk the world. You have the skills to walk anywhere. So the magic of bushwalking, in fact, is going and exploring. It's the discovery. And you can only discover so many places if you can actually walk the terrain the terrain without a path, without and uh, without a track, it's challenging and requires skills. So bushwalking can, can give that to you. 
But bushwalking can be just walking trails. It can be um, a very social activity. So it encompasses everything. But what it does build up is resilience and physical resilience, which means you're ready for challenges absolutely anywhere. And and that's one of my pitches when I when I have a walking group. I tell them, look, once you finish this trail, the world is your oyster. Mm. And for the wider community, why do you think it's so important that we maintain and keep access for the Heisen Trail? A trail like this is a physical adventure as well as an historical and cultural adventure. And there's not too many activities that offer you that range of experiences. Mm. Now, Be The Drop is based on a quote uh, that I really love, which is a waterfall begins with one drop. And it's all around how the commitment and, and focus of one drop, one person, we can bring together others to to create better outcomes. And I really think the Heisen, you know, Warren Benathan may have been the, the person that, that really pushed it at the beginning, but there are obviously so many people that are now creating this waterfall out of that. Is there any sort of saying or any um, mantra or anything that you have that sort of resonates with you in your life? Uh, I'm always quoting things and making up quotes. I love (laughs) it's one of the things I do is I drive people nuts making up aphorisms and quotes. And as you're walking, in fact, it's a great time thinking. (laughs) But the one that's ruled my life since I was a teenager and comes from my love of Greek history and visiting one of the spiritual places of the world at Delphi many, many years ago, and that's in Everything in Moderation. So Everything in Moderation has really served me well and a long medical career where you saw so many fad diets. I've seen so many come and go. I know everything's in moderation. And my Another way that my grandfather used to say is once you believe in something, it actually closes your mind to everything else. So... It's being open to everything, every idea and not thinking that your way is the only way and approaching things without that closed-minded fanaticism. Good. All right. You mentioned that you really like, you know, to play on words and think about words and that's something you do when you're walking. Um, I generally end my episodes with asking people to share their be the drop tip. So that's their tip for communicating with influence to try and bring people and motivate and inspire people. What is your thoughts on that? Well, loving words is definitely the the tool to communicating and being in, in charge of them and using them in, in the correct way. And in a simple phrase, you capture someone's attention and you can actually move and you can move an entire group. Be the sponge, be the word sponge throughout your life. And it has to start early. So do not miss your chance to do absorb every single word you can and i'm not a believer in using simple words i challenge people with old words (laughs) different words Mm. and a phrase even if you can bring it into a phrase boy you can you can definitely change the world Mm. and it's interesting you mentioned something as well about you know the book if you had more time you'd make it smaller and and why do you think that is with words you know that to be so tough on them we love them value them but to cut them down actually gives them more meaning you have too many words you get lost and the meaning gets lost in the noise so if you it's just a a precision that can grab people's attention and it's probably even more important in our day and age where people don't only listen to sound sound bites in the old days you can have lovely flowery speeches but a beautiful eloquent phrasing and will be much more memorable than any number of jumbled words precision with words (laughs) thank you so much for joining me simon my pleasure thanks for joining me for another episode of be the drop 
Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.